WNURFM 103.7 and Sally Lucas joins us for another edition of Talking Travel. Thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King. Good afternoon, Sal. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm really well. We've got another big show coming up today. We have. And firstly, Sarah, I've got to talk about something rather important. It's a scam that's been revealed with online bookings. And then I'll go on to talk about uh, ratings of airports. But I think this is very important to let people know about this. Apparently, it was discovered last weekend. Now, AFTA, which is the Australian Federation of Travel Agents that we all belong to as licensed travel agents, has a motto, without an AFTA travel agent, you're on your own. Well, it's never seemed more relevant um, after this uh, story, which surfaced last weekend. It's about a massive scam perpetrated by criminals against hapless consumers making their own travel bookings online. Um, And a lot of them tend to do that now rather than use a travel agent. Absolutely. It seems easier sometimes. Sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. As we all know, um, (laughs) anything online can be fraught with problems yeah, and can be a minefield. Right. So they've gone on to wire apparently millions of dollars into accounts with London-based Barclays Bank, of all things, like a well-known bank. Right. The consumers thought that the money was going to pay for holiday stays, which they booked through some popular holiday rental websites like HomeAway and Flipkey. But apparently the criminals have used phishing scams to hack into the websites, assume the identity of the holiday property owners, <laughs> and then steer customers into placing money directly into a Barclays bank account run by the same criminals. Cheeky. Very, very cheeky. So apparently they're trying to, these people now, (laughs) trying to take a lawsuit against Barclays and so on. I mean, I don't know how they'll they'll go with that. Um, Luxury Balinese villas are proving very attractive bait, apparently. A lot of them are online. Um, Customers think they've booked and paid only to arrive and find the property's never heard of them. So we're just saying, please be very, very careful. And you will find that most travel agents are just as competitive with rates and getting you good deals. Yes. And at least you've got a fallback guy. Oh, absolutely. And someone you can call and contact and That's say, what look, I mean. what's happened We're here, to you? but they haven't heard yeah. of us. And then they, the agent can say, well, hang on, I've got that written confirmation here, which I gave you a copy of. Let me speak to the manager, whatever, you know, and you can get it sorted. Yes. But certainly just be very, very careful with what you use online or who you use online and make sure that there's someone that's really reputable. And But this you probably thought they were, and here you go. Here's someone that's, that can hack and, you know. There are lots of people out there that can do that sort of stuff on computers. So I'm just saying, please be wary and please be careful. And as we as travel agents say, as the comment I mentioned, mentioned earlier, the motto, without a travel agent, you're on your own. Yeah, so absolutely. Good advice there. And Sal, we're looking at also the world's best airports Yeah, today. we talk about the airlines and they get rated every year by this company called Skytrax. And um, they're an aviation quality consulting firm and they release annual surveys every year of the world's best airlines and so on, which we have discussed earlier. So this one's the best airports. And Singapore Changi wins yet again. I mean, passengers just love it. It's got everything there from the shopping to having it? massages. You can have a oh. shower. You can, you know. Why would you leave? I know. It's <laughs> Almost like that, as a matter of fact. And Auckland Airport is considered better than anything in Australia and Vancouver better than anything in the US. Well, that doesn't surprise me one little bit. Um, Singapore Changi actually was pushed into second place last year, believe it or not, by Seoul's airport, Incheon. Um, but this year it's gone back up to the top and pushed Seoul down to down. number two. Right. Um, and just to give you an idea of some of the others, Amsterdam were third, Hong Kong four, Beijing five, Munich six, Zurich seven, Vancouver eight, 
Tokyo International Airport at Haneda was nine. London Heathrow made it. Now, it has had such a bad reputation. Yes. So whether with the new terminals they've added and the extra you know, refurbishing and brightening up they've done with the lead up to the Olympics. Possibly. Maybe they've cleaned it up a little bit. It must have lifted its game because it made it into the... Well, the 10th, the 10th place. Then came Frankfurt. Now, Frankfurt was always considered better than London, but there you go. Then Auckland and so on. So, yeah, that's really interesting. So we didn't make it. Damn it. <laughs> um, but in the Australian Pacific region, Auckland, as I said, did win best. And Brisbane and Melbourne came in next before Sydney. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't okay. that interesting? That is really interesting. So Auckland, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, Gold Coast, Christchurch, then Adelaide, Perth, Honolulu and Wellington. Where did Williamtown come in? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when we get the extensions done at the moment, I think it'd rate about 100th, oh, wouldn't it? Dear. Absolutely. <laughs> so they're just interesting little figures I like to pass on each year when the Skytracks do these reviews. So yeah, but that, the main thing today is that scam. I just can't help but repeat that. Be very, very careful about what you do online. It's a lovely tool to use for information. It's not always a safe tool to use for making bookings and committing money or credit cards. Just be very, very careful. And just devastating to spend that money, get somewhere and realise you've got nowhere to stay. Nowhere to stay and (laughs) your money's gone. Yeah. It's your easy listening favourites on 2NURFM and we're joined by Sally Lucas to talk travel thanks to our sponsor Travel World on King. I've never been there myself, Sally, but everyone that goes absolutely love Dubai and that's what we're looking at right now. I'm looking at it from two different angles, actually, today, Sarah. I mean, we know it as this thriving modern metropolis now with the tallest buildings in the world with the Burj Khalifa and so on. But what they're trying to do now is reintroduce, I guess, some of the old part of Dubai that... You know, all these places were once ancient cities that have evolved. So what they're saying is like, they're trying to, um, you know, open up a network of art galleries and all sorts of things so people can explore a different side to Dubai as well as the modern yeah. metropolis. Yep. So I thought that was quite interesting. And some of the areas, there's a, a place called Bacchus. Bastakaya. 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 Yeah. And apparently it's full of a little tight alleyway alleyway sorry and wind towers and it's sort of it, it sort of feels a bit out of place with the rest of the metropolis yeah. now but it's got um, a lot of little man-made islands and a lot of the old merchant houses oh how lovely and, so, and they've what some of these merchant houses they're now making into to art galleries so you can display art so i thought isn't that a very interesting thing to do so they're trying to break down you know taboos of just certain sorts of art so they've got more than 60 galleries and some of them are in a industrial area where they're converting all the the warehouses you know into these wonderful places to show works of art and with all the riches of Dubai they can afford to purchase some very valuable and important works of art so what we're just saying here now is you know think of that as well as the other things that Dubai has to offer now 10 reasons to visit Dubai. I mean, this is just something that's been put out by, by Qantas and uh, Emirates now with their joint operation. They're really, you know, doing the push, of course, on, on Dubai and the connections. And that's great because Qantas now, well, with Emirates, flies to 65 destinations now, which Qantas on their own never did. Yes. You know, so it's giving everyone that wider network and scope of travel. But 10 reasons to visit Dubai. Well, let's see. 
dune bashing is one of them. Everyone likes oh. to go out and do the, uh, the <laughs> that is fun. The, and they reckon though, you don't do it if you've got a bad back or if oh, you're pregnant it's or a bit jarring. It's very apparently. You know, yeah. they, they don't hold back these cowboys over really? in Dubai. They go full pace up and down these sand dunes. Oh. And then you finish out. If you do a nighttime one, you have this fabulous, um, dinner in, in oh, wow. like a tent and you have belly, belly dancing and drinks and it's all lit with candles and little parts. Oh, how gorgeous. And they do and recommend the sunset. And they do recommend doing that after. You <laughs> oh, no, that is bashing. definitely after. <laughs> you don't that do sounds that. beautiful. So that, that's one of the things you could do. I mean, you, you plunge down in one, in one place, almost a vertical 100-metre <laughs> sand dune. So I'm just telling you, it's not for the faint-hearted. Yeah, absolutely. But that's one thing. Now, malls. They've got some of the most incredible malls shopping. in the world. And, you know, they're not just shopping centres, but they're all fully air-conditioned and they have dancing fountains and, you know, mm. Beautiful. little coffee shops and things and that's changing to the dining it's not been renowned for like you know Michelin rated dining but actually believe it or not uh, Marco Pierre White has gone in there now to open a restaurant and Fantastic. Uh, you know, a couple of the other English chefs are doing that now so the dining is starting to change um, now you've got also don't forget you've got the old souks the gold souks where you can go or bazaars whatever you want to call them they call them a souk and you can go there of course and get you know and the spice market as well well as in the souk, so you can go wander through these old areas still and barter for your gold and all that. The Burj Khalifa, of course, the world's tallest structure, um, and you've got a 124th floor observation deck, but you've got to book ahead That's to go in popular. there. That's very popular. Yep, and that does cost money as well. Then you've got Palm Jumeirah, which is visible from space, which is that incredible palm-shaped mm. um, accommodation. Like, it's, it's all massive. housing that they've built out over the waters, but it's visible uh, from the air, which is just incredible. And they've got um, a dolphin bay there where they have all these bottlenose dolphins and a water park and, oh, you know. Beautiful. So, breathtaking. Um, and then, of course, it's lovely just to watch the sunset and sit on the beach, Jumeirah Beach, and watch the sunset. And as we mentioned, Bastakiaia, as I said, it's a, an old settlement and it's got coral walls, wind towers, and there's a little charming boutique hotel in that area if you didn't want to stay at the great big tall modern hotels, you know, so you could yeah. sort of... Put yourself back in time a little, if you know what I mean. Um, at museums, of course. And then you're also close to Oman. So it's nice if you wanted to duck down to Oman. And also Abu Dhabi in the other emirate is only 130 kilometres down the Jet's road. It's close, isn't it? So people don't realise. So there's a lot to do in Dubai, even though it's more famous, as I said, for the modern and the new. You do have still that, you know, blend of the old that you can see. And it's really nice to see that they're reintroducing, I think, the art and the cultural side as well. Definitely. That's important. It is for any city, I yeah, think. Yeah, it is. Uh, to give that feel that you, you've got a completeness, if you like, that you've got all aspects covered you know, yeah, so exactly. yeah, so Dubai, a very interesting place to go. And as we've said, it's just, you know, easy to get to now, easier than ever with two airlines flying in there with Qantas and Emirates with connections, as we said, to so many cities now, like into Africa, you know, Europe is just everywhere. They've got a huge network of connections. So it makes it very easy for travellers now to on go and connect via Dubai to just about anywhere. Thank you for joining us, Sally. And you'll be back next Friday to do more Talking Travel. I certainly will.